worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Verses 1 through 9, Genesis chapter 12. And then looking in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 beginning at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable, as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, 
embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Verses 1 through 16, Hebrews chapter 11. Father, we thank you, Lord, for many of our forefathers of the faith, such as Abraham, David, and so many others, who are examples and role models for us in a number of ways, as they knew you, as they trusted you, as they heard your way, heard your word, obeyed your word, and trusted your word, and did exploits in your kingdom. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to be believers who learn and grow an understanding of how to put our faith to work, how to look to your word, to trust your word, and to follow your word. Thank you for the fact, Lord, that you always, 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 your word is true, powerful, and we can always fully trust in you and your word. We thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we are excited that we have this precious privilege of coming to your throne today and that we are accepted there, that you receive us, that you delight in us coming to you. Amazing, Father. We thank you for that. We're thankful for the confidence we have in your Son and his blood that allows us to enter your presence. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our guide, who uh, works in our lives in so many ways. God, uh, what, what a life we have as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We have a bit of a special treat today. Our producer, Rick Robertson, he recently shared a very powerful devotion to the AFA staff here. And I asked him if he would share that same devotion with us this morning on the broadcast. So at this time, Rick is going to share. All right. Thank you, Joseph. And what an honor it is to do this. What an honor it is for us to gather as a staff each morning and and have a time of devotion here at American Family Association. I talked uh, this morning about uh, a gentleman named Clark Byers. I asked if anyone knew him, and, and no one did. And really, I didn't know him until probably a couple of weeks ago or the last few days. I'm not sure. He was a 20th century American painter. Now, his job was to promote a tourist attraction in Georgia, uh, right there at the Georgia-Tennessee line. And here's what he would do. He would knock on, on farmers' doors, knock on the door, and offer to paint the farmer's barn absolutely free if the farmer would allow him to paint three words on the side of the barn, Sea Rock City. Perhaps you've seen uh, barns along the way that he got permission to to paint barns, in fact, something like 900 barns in 19 states he painted, and like 200 of those still exist today. So that was the, the promotion of Rock City, which is there at Lookout Mountain in Georgia. He did it as far west as Texas, as far north as Michigan. These, these barns showed up. His job was just a simple job to make a big deal out of Rock City. Now, he's never selfish about it. He never painted on the side of the barn, Clark Byers is a great guy, or, 
or honk if you like Clark Byers. He never did that. He always just painted Sea Rock City. He spent a, a big portion of his life uh, putting the spotlight on one thing, on Rock City. And I made the point that for you and me, we're called to a lifetime of putting the spotlight on an infinitely greater attraction. Almighty God, he is the one great attraction. A.W. Tozer wrote a book called The Knowledge of the Holy, and he talked about God, the attributes of God, that God is an infinite God, that he has no limits. You can't measure him. He's, it says he's a, an eternal God. You look as far into history as you can, and God is there and beyond. You look as far in the future as prophecy or your imagination can take you, and God is there and beyond. He's the immutable God. He never changes the same yesterday, today, and forever. God of Genesis is the same God of Revelation. God of the Bible is the God of today. He's no different today than he was 3,000 years ago. He never changes. He's omniscient. There's nothing that God doesn't know, which I find a little frightening to think that he knows everything, every thought I've ever had. God is omniscient. He's a God of wisdom. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. There's nothing he wishes to do that he doesn't have the power to do. He's omnipresent, God is. He's everywhere, here, close to everything, next to everyone, where you are right now. God is there. He is exalted far above the, the created universe. He is transcendent. That's, that's the kind of God that we're talking about. That's the God that we want to put the spotlight on. David said in Psalm 34, I bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear of it and rejoice. And this part, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me, David said. Those previous verses, he was talking about what was going on in his life. I'll bless the Lord and I'll praise him. But it was as if he turned to the worshipers and said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And for me, and I think all of us, there's a struggle at times. Sometimes we want to get on the ladder with a with a bucket of paint and paint our names on the barn. We want to bring attention to ourselves. But know this God that uh, Tozer talked about, that I shared just a little bit about who God is, all those things, omniscient and immutable and eternal. Now, he's the one that we want to... Uh, put the spotlight on. The psalmist said in Psalm 115, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to thy name give glory. So uh, since God is the great attraction, let's let's seek to, to put the spotlight not on ourselves, but on him today. Thank Amen. you, Joseph. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Powerful and great words of encouragement. Thank you, Rick, for sharing today. And may it be the goal for each and every one of us to live in such a way that we're living a lifestyle that points people to Jesus Christ. He is the key to all of life for all time and for all people in all places. Thanks again, Rick, for sharing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And today, I want to share some insights about Hebrews 11. And we're looking today at the topic Hebrews 11, Key Faith Lessons for Life. And as we look at this topic, something I want to encourage and challenge you to do, you know, as, of course, at the beginning of the broadcast, I read a portion of Hebrews chapter 11, and I do have in mind to read the entire chapter shortly. But 
an important truth for us to be mindful of is that Hebrews 11 is a unique book in the a unique chapter in the Word of God. The book of Hebrews is a unique book in a number of ways as well, but chapter 11 is unique in it. Amongst other things, sometimes it's referred to as the Hall of Fame of Faith. And here in Hebrews chapter 11, many characters from the Old Testament are named by name specifically and pointed out for great things, great acts of faith, great exploits in faith that they carried out. Well, keep in mind, it's not just a nice thing to enumerate the people and the things they did in faith. Yes, we want to learn from their example and draw from it, but it's important for us to learn lessons about how does that apply to us? It's one thing to look at Abraham and see the great things he did as he trusted God. But what does that have to do with you and I? It's another thing to look at Moses, to look at Sarah, to look at uh, David and other individuals mentioned in Hebrews 11. So my challenge and encouragement to every single listener is take time to go over to read and meditate Hebrews 11. And then after you've read it once, go over it a second time and then a third and a fourth time. Really read and meditate on it because there's a lesson that will bless your life and encourage you in your faith walk through every character mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. So our encouragement to you is make a serious study of the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Now keep in mind one of the reasons why this is important is because as Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 points out very clearly and very powerfully, it says, without faith it's impossible to please him. So if you want to please God, living a life of faith is just a given. It has to be. It has to be what's going on in your life. Without faith, there's no possible way for you to please God. So apparently faith is critically important in the life of every single believer. Thank you, Lord, for the faith lessons we can learn from the book of Hebrews and the opportunity to do that. Anoint our minds, ears, heart, and understanding so that we'll be abundantly receptive to your word and your will and your spirit this day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Hour of Intercession as we look at the topic. Hebrews 11, Key Faith Lessons for Life. We'll be right back. Call it a reason to retreat. I got some dreams. That you gave me the stars, put them out of my reach. Call me the waters a little too deep. Oh, I've never been so aware of my need. You keep on making me see. It's way beyond me. It's way beyond me. Yeah, it's out of my league. It's way You gave me the stars
Toby Mack with Beyond Me. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Hebrews 11, Key Faith Lessons for Life. And as we look at this topic, again, our encouragement to you is to take time to read through Hebrews chapter 11 a number of times. Read and meditate on it because remember, as verse 6 points out very clearly, very critically, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. No matter how much you pray or how much you fast or how much you sacrifice, if you don't have faith, there's no way possible to please God. So learning about what faith is and how we put it to work in our life is extremely important. If you want to live a life pleasing to God, you must be a person of faith. So Faith should be a lifelong topic for us to read and study as believers. And so as we look once again at Hebrews chapter 11, going through this chapter, I want to encourage you, as I said, take time to read through it a number of times. Read and meditate on it and listen to the, the message, the short message shared of each character. And it's actually good to go back and learn more about each individual mention because, again, there's an important faith lesson for your life that you can learn from that person and how they trusted God through a challenge in their life as well. Picking up again, Hebrews 11, beginning at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man... And him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they are if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. 
By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and, and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, Hebrews chapter 11. Again, today we're looking at the topic, Hebrews 11, key faith lessons for life. And as I said, an encouragement for you is actually not only am I encouraging you to take time to read and meditate on Hebrews chapter 11, but also I would encourage you to really make time to do background reading, reading about the different individuals mentioned in the book of Hebrews because, again, note thou, note, note this important truth about Hebrews chapter 11 is, note that basically these are Old Testament characters. Now, Hebrews 11, of course, appears in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, but they're pointing back time and time again to Old Testament characters. 
people who trusted God, put their faith and trust in God, and did exploits by simply following God? Well, again, an important question that we all need to ask is, what does that have to do with you and I? Well, the fact is, as you can draw from looking at the different individuals mentioned in Hebrews 11, every believer in all the world, every follower of God has a unique call and anointing upon his or her life. God has unique work that he's calling you to do, unique responsibility that he's calling you to carry out, and he holds us responsible for being faithful to carry out the call and the callings upon our lives. How important it is that we learn to put our faith to work, to discern what God is calling us to do. That is, we draw close to God, learn to listen to him, and as we discern his calling upon our lives, carry that calling out. Keep in mind, we're not called to just generally follow the Lord and just we'll go to church and uh, just read our Bibles. And No, God has a specific calling upon our lives, and it's important that we learn to listen to God, and as we hear his clear calling, carry that out. We're to be both hearers and doers of God's word. How important it is that we recognize that. So as we look at one of the key characters drawn on who's mentioned more than once in the in the book of Hebrew in the chapter Hebrews 11, Abraham. Obviously, we read earlier, we we were introduced to Abraham largely through Genesis chapter 12. God calls him to pack up and move his family to a place that he didn't he didn't know about and he wasn't familiar with. But God called him to pack up and obey and follow him. Well, Abraham obeyed God and followed him. And through Abraham's obedience, God blessed him. Through Abraham's obedience, God blessed his children. He blessed Abraham's grandchildren, great-grandchildren. The, the people of God, the, the Jewish people all over the world are still being blessed because of the obedience of Abraham way, way many, many centuries ago. But the reality is, again, Abraham is not the only person that that's true for. Because remember, obedience to the word of God has eternal results. Everything God does is eternal. God's word points that out very powerfully. So when we hear the word of God and obey it and put our faith and trust in God, then God will reach through us and accomplish important realities in our lives and in the world as well. So it's important for each of us by faith, to hear the Word of God and obey it. The, the Word of God tells us, again, Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And one of the very important expressions of our faith is simply obey Him. Obey the Word of God. Obey the Spirit of God, whatever God has called you. So the obedience of faith is very important. You know, sometimes we may think of faith as being, well, it's the ability to trust God for big things. And it's that. It can be that, too. But simply obeying what God tells us to do is a major part of living a life of faith. If we're not obedient, we we will not please God. It's important to be obedient to the Word and the will of God. And so being a diligent student of Scripture is critical to this as well because in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it tells us this is the victory. No, excuse me. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you want your faith to grow, you need to be a student of the Word of God, one who reads and meditates on God's Word. So to build and strengthen your faith, read and meditate on God's Word every single day. Listening to good faith sermons and messages and teachings on faith, that too can help to strengthen and encourage our faith as well. But we're called to be growing in faith continually. 
The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. God gives us his word and he expects us to believe it and act on it and act like God's word is true. That's what a life of faith is. You know, the Bible tells us, it commands us, the just shall live by faith. We're to live each day trusting God and trusting his word. Well, you know, even Hebrews 11, it starts out by talking about even the whole reality behind creation. Notice what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, reading the first two verses once again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now note very powerfully here, verse two, excuse me, verse three alludes to the creation. Again, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God spoke the earth, he spoke the universe into existence. Where did we come from? We're created, we were created by God. The world we live in was created by God. All the planets, all the stars were created by God. But you have to put your faith to work to believe that. Because sadly, we live in a world where lots of people, they don't believe that. They don't believe God created the world, at least that's what they tell us. And they may say that we were here by accident, the Big Bang Theory, any of a number of other scientific theories they may espouse, they may say we, we became who we are through evolution. Lots of lies out there that people choose to believe. Why? Because they fail to put their faith in the Word of God, which clearly tells us we were created by God. We were created for God. The world in which we, on which we live was created by God as well. So to believe that, you have to put your faith to work. So we read the Word of God, and we choose to believe it and put our faith and trust in it, and that's one of the ways that we put our faith to work. And note, too, Again, it mentions a number of individuals in Scripture. It refers to Cain and Abel, two brothers. Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a farmer. But it points out that Abel honored God by giving God a, a good, an excellent sacrifice. Again, whereas his brother just brought something. He brought a sacrifice, but not a sacrifice of excellence as his brother Abel did. Well, and so... Giving God our best, that's an act of faith as well. Choosing, to, choosing and realizing God is worthy of the best that we can give. So Abel is a great role model for us as well. Well, we'll pick up on the other side of the break. We're looking today at the topic, Hebrews 11, Key Faith Lessons for Life. We'll be right back.
the group Mosaic with Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Hebrews 11, Key Faith Lessons for Life. And, you know, the Word of God tells us in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. How important it is that we understand this, that it's not just a nice thing to learn more about faith. Remember, as Hebrews eleven six tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And in order to walk and live a victorious life, learning to put your faith to work is critical to living a life of victory in the Lord as well. Because we're not just to use faith from time to time. The Word of God tells us both Old and New Testament, the just shall live by faith. So again, Hebrews 11 is a great chapter to read and meditate on often and allow the Word of God and the Spirit of God to teach you to put your faith to work diligently as well. You know, again, going back to the fact that Abraham, of course, is mentioned more than once in the chapter. One of the key things Abraham has pointed out as doing is, verse 8 tells us, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Again, the obedience of faith is very important. When you read the Word of God, we're to obey it. That's true for all believers in all places, in all times. We're to read the Word of God in order to obey it. We don't read it just because it's a nice thing to read. The Word of God, amongst other things, is an instruction book for how we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. So as Abraham obeyed, our obedience is very, very important as well. Verse 11 points out, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah was well beyond what would be normally considered childbearing age, but she believed that the God of the universe was more than able to restore her womb and her reproductive uh, ability to have a child, and God did just that. She believed God for that exploit, for that miracle to take place, and it took place in her body, and yes, she did have a child. She had Isaac when she was right at 90 years old when she would be the age of many great-grandmoms. But she had her first and only child, Isaac. And yet we see the world has many, many people, Jewish people, descended from Isaac, from Abraham and Isaac as well, by the grace of God, because Abraham and Sarah believed God for to do something, uh, to do exploits in and through their lives. Other people that are mentioned in Scripture, of course, the Bible says in verse um, Hebrews 11, verse 20, says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Isaac prayed prayers of blessing over each of their sons, Jacob and Esau, and both of them were tremendously blessed spiritually, financially, and otherwise. Well, God sent his blessing through Isaac, and a big issue, a big part of that was Isaac believed God to do great things through his prayer life. Jacob specifically points out in verse 21, says, By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning on the top of his staff. By faith Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph, and by faith Jacob worshiped the Lord as well. We we can bless and pray for others by faith through our prayer lives, and we can worship by faith as we worship, praise, and give thanksgiving to our Heavenly Father. Note, too, it says and tells us in verse 22 specifically, by faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Well, you might ask, why 
Was that an act of faith for Joseph to uh, ask that his bones be carried back to uh, Israel, to the land uh, of it, that, that God had given to Israel? Well, for whatever reason, Joseph just knew that's something God wanted him to do. And he asked. He asked them to do it. And by the grace of God, when the Israelites moved out of Egypt, they resur- they basically pulled up his bones and they took them to plant them in the promised land. Well, amongst other things, my, my suppo- I would suppose this to be true, that one of the reasons that was important was Joseph's bones being buried in the promised land would be one more reason to point people back to the promised land God had given his people. Uh, Joseph wanted his even his remains to point people to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Even his remains after he's gone, he wanted them to, to glorify the Lord and let people know his bones are planted in the anointed land of the promised land God had given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, it speaks of Moses' parents as well. It says in verse 23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid of the king's command. They, in faith, refused to obey the king's command. The king had commanded that the baby boys be thrown into the river. Well, Moses' parents knew their child was blessed, was special, was beautiful, and they had no intention of doing it. They defied the king, and they trusted God, and God blessed them and took care of them. Moses himself, when he became of age, refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter, and he chose to suffer with God's people. He heard the call of God upon his life, and he answered that call. And by faith, he left Egypt, and uh, he trusted God. And then he came back by the direction of the Lord. He obeyed God by God's direction. He went back, helped to lead the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And He led them in carrying out the Passover, as pointed out in those verses as well. He taught them how to keep the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. So all of these are acts of faith. And it goes on to mention other individuals. You know, Scripture refers to Rahab. And, of course, uh, one of the powerful truths about this is Rahab has a unique message to her life. Verse 31 says, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe, when she'd received the spies with peace. And, of course, you find Rahab's story in the book of Joshua, a powerful story where a woman, and specifically it refers to as the harlot Rahab. But keep in mind, one important message from her life is that what you did in your past does not have to determine your future. She once was a harlot, but she went on to put her faith and trust in the God of Israel and she actually married into the tribe of Israel, and she was uh, an ancestor of King David. Uh, and it's very important to understand this very important truth, too. God knows how to lift you up and redeem you, no matter who you are, where you come from. So again, one of the important messages of the life of Rahab is what you did in your past does not determine what you can and will be able to do in your future as you simply follow the Lord. It mentions David, and it alludes to Daniel, and uh, it alludes to—it mentions Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, but also alludes to a number of other individuals in Scripture. But all of them did acts of faith and trust in God. So as we draw to close, I want want to encourage you once again, please take time to read through and meditate on the book of Hebrews, specifically chapter 11 in particular, because remember— 
The faith lesson behind every individual mentioned is an important lesson for you and I to learn from. Keep in mind, it's so important that we're, again, as I sometimes will will state, but I think it's an important truth to be mindful of, if we're wise, we will be a student in the school of faith and never graduate. In other words, always learning more about faith, how we put our faith to work. And keep in mind, we put our faith to work through our prayer life. We put our faith to work through the words we speak. We put our faith to work through even our thoughts and our thought life, our attitude, our perspective on things. And putting our faith to work is very important every single day. If you want to live a life pleasing to God, we must be a people that are putting our faith to work. And just take, for example, Psalm 23. It's a good psalm to memorize, and many people have memorized it. But remember, don't memorize it just to say you've memorized it. Psalm 23 is a weapon. You should speak and stand on its promises and remind God, Lord, I'm trusting in every promise in Psalm 23 as I speak it every single day. That's a wise thing to do. I like to very regularly challenge believers to pray Psalm 91 every single day. It's a unique psalm in the Word of God, probably written by Moses, But the fact is, it's a weapon for protection for your health, protection from disease, protection for a number of other things related to your health, but also it's protection from danger in our world. There's so many dangers in the crazy and dangerous world we live in, the perilous world we live in, yet we serve a God that's more than able to protect us from the dangers and evils and perils of this world. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to be believers who are learning more about faith every single day. Thank you for the many important life lessons you teach us, the key lessons you teach us about faith in Hebrews 11. Help us to be wise and diligent enough to read and study this powerful, wonderful chapter in the Word of God. And help us to learn diligently how to draw on the benefits and blessings that each of the people mentioned or alluded to in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, Um, the, the truths that they lived out, And the exploits they did help us to learn from them and grow from them and learn to put our faith to work in the same ways those persons did as well. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So it is my hope. I hope that you will take time to read over Hebrews 11. In fact, reading Hebrews 11 is a wise thing to do often because it's certainly a tool to help strengthen your faith and to help sharpen your faith and to help you grow in your understanding of how to live your faith out each and every day. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, remember the most important decision in all of life is that decision to invite Christ to come into your life. Remember, when we leave this world, there are only two places to go. There's a place called heaven and a place called hell. Well, our hope is that we can help take as many people with us to heaven as we possibly can, No one wants to end up in hell. But remember, if you receive Christ, then he is your ticket to heaven. He is the means whereby we can spend all eternity with the Lord. If you want to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. 
Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person that you would have me to be. Lord, you told us in the Bible, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're wanting to be in touch with you. We very much would like to communicate with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely want to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, email us at joseph at afr.net. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for listening again today. We were looking at the topic, Hebrews 11, Key Faith Lessons for Life. Remember, the Word of God lets us know without faith it's impossible to please Him in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Make it your goal to be growing in faith and your understanding of how to put your faith to work every single day. Hope that you will spend much time reading and meditating on Hebrews chapter 11. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.